welcome to Listen and Learn with your favourite teacher. For more resources to support your learning, visit yourfavouriteteacher.com. Today we'll be discussing the characters of Mr Collins and the Lucas family in the novel Pride and Prejudice. Austin presents Mr Collins as an entitled man because he marches into Longbourn as if he already owns it with the full intent and complete belief that he is going to leave Longbourn with a wife as though the Bennet girls are his property to choose a bride out of and discard the rest. I'm not a romantic, you know. I never was. This depicts the fact that Mr Collins does not intend to marry for love, but rather intends for his marriage to be a practical ordeal, more out of necessity and less out of affection. This objectification is obviously laughable to Elizabeth, which is why she rejects his proposal with the utmost confidence. Collins is obviously written as a character of comedic value, more so than huge relevance to the main plot. Elizabeth and her father tend to enjoy a nice private laugh about the pompous and narrow-minded nature of Mr Collins. He tends to act above his station and further progress his social standing by his use of flattery towards everyone of status that crosses his path. This is clearly ridiculous behaviour and not all people of status are worthy of such extensive compliments which highlights his desire to appease those whom he may be surrounded by in order to keep his good name and good reputation. This undoubted false flattery makes Mr Collins seem like a dishonest, misleading, sycophantic man. He even admits to taking time out of his day to think up little elegant compliments. Seems as though Mr Collins doesn't do much with his time since he has the time to allocate certain compliments to people accordingly. He's clearly a conniving fellow. However, that actually might come with some intellect. This, however, in the case of Mr Collins, is a questionable feature. He's presented as a boring man who lacks intellect but pretends otherwise. He repeats the same ideas, making his responses waffly and clearly portraying the fact that he believes to be more intelligent than he actually is. An example of this might be to follow the dictates of my conscience, to perform what I look on as a point of duty, which is literally the same sentence, rephrased for dramatic effect and repeated twice. This specifically would refer to the fact that as a vicar, he feels he must fulfil his prima facie duties towards others, as well as the possible prescriptions for actions within scripture. During the Regency period, it was typical for richer landowners like Lady Catherine to appoint their own vicar like Mr Collins. More often than not, vicars were not chosen for their moral values, religious belief and humble nature, which meant many vicars to the bourgeoisie were completely unsuitable for their position. Austin uses Mr Collins as a satirical social commentary on this particular practice because Mr Collins is possibly the most unchristian character in the novel, perhaps other than Lady Catherine herself and, of course, Mr Wickham.
However, if we consider that Mr. Collins is employed by Lady Catherine, who matches him in the buffoonery of character and snobbiness of attitude, then the match makes perfect sense, as the two characters suit each other's traits almost exactly. But more on Lady Catherine later. Austin uses Collins as a means of satirising people who put social class on a pedestal, much alike the Bingley sisters and Mr Wickham. Collins is oblivious, or chooses to ignore the lack of politeness and snobbery of Lady Catherine, and thinks the world of her because she's a rich aristocrat, fully capable of advancing him socially. Charlotte Lucas, Mr Collins' bride, follows the same social climbing attitudes of Mr Collins and marries him for financial security as opposed to love and affection. During Austen's time, marriage was the only means a young lady was capable of securing financial stability. Therefore, many women were under huge social pressure and familial obligation to marry well. This is obviously the opposing view of our romantic heroine who fully intends to marry for love and only for love, rejecting Mr Collins and Mr Darcy at first. Charlotte Lucas views the prospect of marriage as the only provision for a well-educated young woman of small fortune, which is actually a very sad perspective because Mr Collins may never make her happy. And even with awareness of that sad fact, she still chooses to accept his proposal because she doesn't want to be a financial burden on her family. Charlotte is aware of the fact that Collins is perfectly capable of giving her a reasonably comfortable life. Therefore, she very politely ignores the fact that he's the utmost infuriating character yet. Eliza, of course, comments on this, being the opinionated woman that she is implying she's disappointed in her dear friend Charlotte because she's witnessed the annoying behaviour of Mr Collins firsthand and believes that it will be absolutely impossible for Charlotte to be even tolerably happy with a man like Collins. Austin doesn't present this relationship as abundantly obvious as the others in the novel, leaving some playing ground for the audience to assert their own opinions. Charlotte's evident enjoyment of her new home, with the wonderful grounds and peace of heart regarding financial stability, seems to be presented rather explicitly. However, Charlotte also avoids Mr Collins as much as possible, which is highly unusual as newlyweds. If Charlotte really enjoyed the presence of her husband, she wouldn't avoid him. Therefore, it feels as though Charlotte only married for the prospects of a new fancy home and financial stability. Is Mr. Collins really worth dealing with for a fancy house though? I'll let you guys be the judge. Charlotte's attitude towards marriage is mirrored by those in her family. Austin uses the Lucases as a commentary on the emphasis of the importance of social class in the Regency period. The father of our new Mrs Collins, Sir William Lucas, was a businessman before receiving his knighthood and subsequently proceeding to act like gentry with ideas beyond his station. This is why, when Lady Catherine arrives, he and his daughter Maria are completely absorbed by the wealth and status of Lady Catherine, completely ignoring the fact that she's rude, her tone is pointed and patronising, 
and her prejudiced mindset regarding social class would have the Lucases ranked much lower than her. Austen uses the mindset of glorifying the upper social classes throughout the novel and criticises it vastly, using the attitudes of the simpler, more prone to prejudice characters. I'm Miss Meeks with your favourite teacher and we've been discussing the characters of Mr Collins and the Lucas family. Visit yourfavouriteteacher.com for videos, worksheets and everything you need to exceed in your studies. Thanks for listening.